Welcome to Amusement Sparks, a theme park design show. Today is a special episode. It's going to be a rebroadcast of one of our early ones, Scooby-Doo's Mystery Town, featuring Nick Robes of the What's With You Scooby-Doo podcast. And this is in honor of the fourth anniversary of What's With You Scooby-Doo. It's an awesome podcast if you haven't listened to it. Uh, it does have the foundation of Scooby-Doo, but goes a lot of magical places from there, and every episode is totally different. So I definitely recommend checking out that show, and uh, here's to you, What's With You, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Enjoy this uh, kind of groundbreaking episode. I've been listening to your podcast for a long time. It's it's really good. Nice. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, you're welcome. I mean, it's, it's definitely wacky. Yeah, I, I like any kind of podcast where they take a pop culture thing, and like that's the crux of it like that's the foundation but then you can go so many different places through the lens of that one specific topic it's really cool yeah yeah the thing that got me interested in it from the beginning was the was that scooby-doo is a is a is a weird cultural landmark Mm -hmm. because everybody knows it right necessarily everybody is you know uh, a fan or obsessed with it or even you know has an in-depth knowledge but everybody kind of knows Mm -hmm. it so you can always use it as a jumping off point to talk about whatever you want so you can talk to a complete stranger right but if you start with scooby-doo you never know where you can end up yeah i love that's one of the most powerful things about pop culture is that everyone has a certain story a certain relationship with that piece so it really brings people together at like conventions and stuff there's some mm. dumb, like, random toys from 1991, and people are like, oh, my God, this toy was so important to me. It's like, it's a dumb thing. Like, this company made, like, thousands of products that year. They did not care about it at all when they released it, but so many people, like, it had an impact on them. Like, that was my only Christmas present that year. Like, that meant the world to me for, you know, at least a full year. Like, it's really cool to hear people's stories about dumb little stuff. Like, people working on Scooby-Doo didn't necessarily think this will be a cultural phenomenon, People will be talking mm. about this show in 40 years, but, you know, here we are. I mean, the thing cool. that's most interesting to me about, like, Scooby-Doo versus Star Wars mm-hmm. is that it's not really a phenomenon. That's right. like the, That's the interesting part, <laughs> is that True. it just permeates everything. Yeah. But it's not like Star Wars where, like, people are peeing themselves, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, it's just casually everywhere. But yeah, I love that series. I hope it keeps going on. It's For me, I loved Scooby-Doo growing up because it was just, I don't know, it's normal kids. Like, there's they don't have superpowers. I mean, Velma's a genius, but she doesn't really use that very often. It's like any hmm. idiot stumbling through the situation could get 90% of the way there. The only real detective work is knowing who the guy is before you take the mask off. So I think yeah. I could do it. Maybe I pull the mask off first, and then I know who he is. But Velma can, you know, deduce it before you reveal but you know that's the only really smart part you have to do also there's no reason for scooby-doo to be a dog yes <laughs> that's a good I, I mean point. in reality <laughs> yeah he's just another person great point he talks yeah he moves things he eats uh-huh. and like there's nothing particularly <laughs> dog-like occasionally he chases a cat yeah that's true yeah that's true he does dress up like a human a lot too like that would have been easier if he was a human but i don't know it's mm-hmm. it's funny having a dog in it makes it more i don't know if it was just four teenagers 
then it's just like it's just four high schoolers walking around doing stuff but oh they have a talking dog now it's a cartoon now you're talking yeah, it's heightened yeah oh yeah it's heightened <laughs> like, that's a really good word a good phrase in general oh well, but this is heightened it's like being plus like <laughs> That's like a big uh, Disney Parks word is to like you plus something by like making it a little bit better. It's like, oh, yeah, interesting it's a crime solving team. But plus there's a talking dog like, oh, yeah, it has little to no impact on the overall enjoy enjoyability of it. But, hey, we went above and beyond here. We got a talking dog in the mix. Let's get into it. Amusement Sparks. Yeah, let's do it, dude. Do you have I mean, you worked in the toy industry, but do you have amusement park? No, no <laughs> I have no, no. connection okay. to that awesome. world. I'm a fan. Um, I've been really into mini golf and laser tag for pretty much my whole life. Not in a professional setting at all, but like yeah, that's yeah. something I always was brainstorming, and like that was one of the big events of my childhood. Like everyone has video games in common. Like everyone grew up in the same era as me, liking video games for the most part. But something that was kind of uh, a unique thing that I really loved was the first time I played laser tag. It was like. It's like I'm in the video game. I get to use my physical body to interact with this world. And there's, like, some video gamey elements where, you know, you're, like, playing a competitive game and you get a score at the end. Like, it keeps track of, you know, like, your kill-death ratio, that kind of stuff. And so that was just a really cool experience for me. And then also mini golf. I don't know exactly why I love it so much, but I think it's the fact that you can... It's like a theme park, but on a really small budget and a really small scale. And a lot of people don't appreciate them, but it really is a thing that's very well designed usually you know you have to Mm. think about where you're going to lay out these 18 holes on this one property so you've got you know this much space to work with you're going to build some kind of fake mountain in the middle and then you have to like wind people up and get them away to walk back down it's a weird thing that we do as people like let's carry these sticks around hit this ball around and then walk up a fake little mountain we'll interact with some fake animals there'll be a waterfall and like some weird blue green water and then we'll walk back down the mountain and uh go home it's like, I kind of feel the same way about, like, macaroni grill, you know? Like, I don't know why this fake stone is going to make this penne rustica taste better, but for some odd reason, I'm into it. Yeah, it's it's theming. It's it's all about the theming. Um, and so that's kind of where yeah. I got into theme parks is, like, laser tag is, is just running around playing cops and robbers, but there's theming to it. You're on the moon. You're in space. Uh, they're aliens. Yeah, I have no no qualifications to do this podcast i just really like podcasts and i really like amusement parks i think that's the definition of podcasting right it's a bunch of unqualified people with passion it's just a conversation that's that has a certain a certain theme to it a certain like constant whether it's you Mm. know scooby-doo or amusement park design or whatever it's just the foundation it's just what what you're there for and then what actually Mm. happens is kind of a magical conversation so it's cool it is a neat thing that evolves over time and every episode's different even though you have the same like uh inspiration for it the same basics yeah that's an interesting thing yeah it's like the new version of blogging or like you right. know uh it's a completely subjective media form in yeah. the sense that it can be a much more honest expression because there are no corporate stakes at the end of the day that's true it's completely on you to express yourself yeah and i mean sometimes there's advertising and stuff but that very rarely has a a real impact whereas like Mm. you work for a tv studio you know there's executives who can come in and like override your script or like hey put a talking dog in it you know they can do like different things like that sometimes it makes the show better but a lot of times it kind of limits the creator's creativity but with podcasting Mm. you know there's there's no gatekeepers it's pretty sweet. It's the Wild West. Yeah. And another thing that's really cool about podcasting is that 
because there are such low barriers to entry and uh, you can just record one episode one day and release it the next day. So like if you've got a community mm. going online, they can say, oh, um, you know, this was not great in this episode. Try to improve that for the next one. You can improve it the very next day. It's, it's really cool. A quick turnaround versus a TV show where you film the whole series, the whole season and then release it all at once. It's like, man, there's no, no reaction from the audience. It's kind of like being a comedian, but you can't hear anyone laugh. Like, that'd be yeah. really awkward, you know? Like, I don't know how this crowd likes this joke. Like, where should I go from here? You're just talking I mean, first couple years of stand-up, stand that's kind of what it's like anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mean that there's no laughter at all? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> that you get used to crickets for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's got to be pretty exhausting. You got to lead the show all on your own. All right, cool. Mm. So um, let's get into this. Let's design this this theme park. Um Let's get into it. Let's do it. There's there's several different ideas here. And, and like we said earlier, there's been so many different incarnations of Scooby-Doo. We can kind mm. of pick and choose the parts that we like. Or or what are you thinking? What are your basic ideas so far? Buckle up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think, well, I mean, first of all, Scooby-Doo is such a fascinating one to do because so much of it is kind of theme park based. Yeah, you're right. They go to a lot of like haunted carnivals or not really haunted, but you know. I was thinking sure, about yeah. that too. It'd be kind of interesting if we just take over an old, decrepit theme park and maybe a few of the rides still work. We're like, okay, we can work with this. Uh, It's Scooby-Doo visits the haunted amusement park. And then you just keep everything decrepit, you know, add some new animatronics (laughs) and uh, hire some guys to dress up like that crazy clown or whatever that guy's name is. And you're good to go. (laughs) Number one, I think... uh... I think the interesting thing would be to have different sections of the park for different ages. Mm-hmm. And then that way you can work through the different franchises into yeah. the age-appropriate group. That's a cool idea. I like that a lot. Cause... So, like, you know, smaller kids, you get, like, Scooby and Shaggy get a clue, uh-huh. which is from, like, the early 2000s, and uh, Pup Named Scooby. Right, right. Absolutely. And then there's mm-hmm. also, like, uh, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, which is my favorite series. Adult Land. Yeah, 2010 <laughs> to 2013, which not necessarily, like, you know, adults only, but there are more uh, adult references, like references to Twin Peaks and H.P. Lovecraft and all the stuff that was in that series. Um, yeah, that sounds yeah, cool. Yeah, I wonder how that would work out. I mean, that's that's a fascinating thing from a branding perspective. I mean, obviously, you can do something that's uh, owned by Warner Brothers, like the True. Blue Falcon. Yeah. Uh, or Batman and Robin. You can do, like, the crossovers right. with that. But I wonder... With Mystery Incorporated, where you have these parodies of, of Twin Peaks and H.P. Lovecraft yeah. and those kinds of things, I wonder how that... I mean, H.P. Right. Lovecraft is uh, uh, public, public domain, domain yeah. so that's totally cool. True. But, yeah, it would be interesting to see, like, the Red Room, yeah. you know? And how much of that it can be... Yeah, I don't, it, you'd have to talk to the lawyers. We'd have to hire somebody that, like, where's the line? Like, how much of a Twin Peaks reference can we do here? Twin Peaks, wow. Twin Peaks reference well, <laughs> can we do here? And then how much of it is worth it from a branding perspective True. you know because i mean like it, if you're doing the scooby-doo themed mm-hmm. park you can have batman as part of it right. or the harlem globetrotters you know something yeah. like that but to what extent the, what, where's the line where you're just doing a batman ride and right. is that going to fit in with the branding of your park in general mm-hmm. you know true that's a good point one way i was mm. thinking of setting up the overall park is to have um kind of a Crystal Cove analog, which is the town from Mysteries Incorporated, um, mm. which I think that they're kind of adding that to the lore of previous episodes, like previous series, like saying, okay, pretend this town that they live in has always been Crystal Cove. So it's got like the swamplands and like, because Scooby-Doo seems to take place <laughs> in different parts of the country 
in like every episode. Yeah, they drive across America basically. So Crystal mm-hmm. Cove, I think, tried to like mush a lot of those things into one town and be like, "This is the the most hauntedest place" or whatever they say on the sign. But like, and it's all in one town. So I was thinking like the whole park could be set up to look like that town where it's got like a road going along the coastline and then there's like the the town and all the different parts of town. Um, mm. And then each party of people, I guess they're like, they get a vehicle to drive around. Like, so they have their own mystery machine or similar vehicle mm. um, that can break down at a certain point where like, you know, lights will flash <laughs> and say like, your vehicle's breaking down, you know, pull over at the next exit. You take that exit and then there's like oh a gosh. creepy mansion right there. So maybe there's a So few this is different... like closer to like a West world. Yeah, true, true. It could be kind of so interesting. It's, yeah. Because you know how they're the in the old series originally, like their mystery machine would break down at least like every fifth episode or so. That's mm-hmm. how they got to the place. Sometimes they get invited right. to an event or whatever, or they're just hanging out with some celebrity for some reason. But a lot of times it's because their vehicle breaks down. That's how they get to where they are. So maybe we've got like this track going around the outside of the park. You get to drive yourself there, and then at some point your vehicle will break down or something. You'll pull over at one of these exits, and then you get into your mystery from there. So then. You could go back to the park a different day and just take a different exit mm. and you experience a different different element of the park. So there's uh, a loose narrative right. to the park. Right. And you can kind of choose which narrative structure you want. Yeah, it's like given on any day. It's like picking which you know, picking an episode of Scooby Doo, which you let your guests on your show do. They get to pick the episode. Mm. But the same types yeah, of things are gonna fun. happen no matter which episode you pick. It's the same uh, you know, short arc. There's just kind of an overall arc if you go back, you know, for the full season and go to, like, every single exit on that road. It's just a way of That's setting it up. That's super cool. We could do that. I do we like that. To. Yeah. Um, I would definitely have, uh, and, and this is another Mystery Incorporated thing. They have, mm-hmm. like, uh, Batman style, the rogues gallery. Yeah. With all the bad guys in it. Yes. I think that would be a really fun... Like that museum type thing? Is that what you're talking about? Like yeah, yeah, where uh, Velma works, right? And her mom owns it, right? Yeah, yeah. But that was a really cool part for me as like a an, you know OG Scooby Doo fan going through that rogues gallery, like seeing a a museum of what if this was the history of this town? Is like they have the ten thousand volt ghost and like they have the knight and like all these different characters from old series. These are actually yeah. historical things that happened in their town. So they've got like their their costumes or whatever up on the on the wall on display they've they have so many cool characters too like a lot of interesting character designs from all these different series so that would be cool to have a museum area and then maybe you have to exit through the gift shop from there and you know they're selling you know crystal cove uh what i don't know what the name of that building is but like memorabilia as if you're visiting Mm -hmm. the actual town and like yeah that could be pretty sweet they've got like snow globes of all the different bad guys and like yeah because I or think... that would be a cool um, entrance center mm-hmm. to get to your yeah. uh, vehicle. It's like a, a visitor's bureau almost. Like, this is the cool yeah. stuff about our town. And something that I yeah. think is interesting is it's not like you go through that museum and then there's a statue of, you know, the Mysteries Incorporated group. The, all right. of these these villains are, like, immortalized in this museum, but there's not a thing that says every single one of these bad guys was caught by these meddling kids and their dog. There's, like, doesn't seem to be any reference to that. And it's not like everyone's like, oh, my God, there they are. Like, our town's heroes. It's just, you know what I mean? There's, like, a disconnect there because everyone in the whole town is aware of their history with all these bad guys. But no one is aware but of But they never the, bring it up. Yeah, they never bring it up. Like, 
I think it is kind of a shame that there's not more uh, reverence towards the Mysteries Incorporated group. Like they're they're really doing some amazing things on their own. Just kids in a van. Now, here's here's a question that I have for you. Okay. Do you think walk-around characters mm-hmm. are probably going to be a thing? I don't know. know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right, I do think Charlie that. the Automaton, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Because he walked around a theme park. That seems like a, a direct connection. Right. And people want to see that. True. People are expecting it. But do you have the Scooby gang? Because mm-hmm. I don't know how... Yeah, that's a, a thing that I've I've always been kind of struggling with in regards to this park is like, I don't know if you, are you them? Like, are you inhabiting the role of that person? Kind of like mm. in laser tag, there's not like a big buff, like space Marine running around shooting people. It's like, you're that person. I know you don't look like them, but you can inhabit the role and do the things that they're famous for doing. So yeah. I think that it's you and your group of people you're traveling with at the theme park. You're the, the new detective group. And maybe... A Mystery Inc. A Mystery Inc. Yeah, um, maybe Mm. you're a franchise, kind of like what they do with Ghostbusters. They're they're like franchised out. So maybe you go in. Yeah, or uh, I mean, with Scooby Doo, you know, Jabberjaw or uh, Goober and the Ghost Catchers. All of those other. Yeah, there are so many of those groups that even even created by Hanna Barbera. So getting the rights shouldn't be too difficult. There's all these knockoffs Mm. of Scooby Doo that have a talking whatever mascot, and then just teenagers who do the actual work. so I think that could be a thing. Like, maybe you go into the Visitor Bureau, you know, you see the history of what's happened before in this town of Crystal Cove or whatever you want to call it. And then it, maybe it does have a statue of the original Mysteries, Inc. at the end. Or you have people mm. in character, like, you know, and they're, like, maybe they're aged up or something and they're, like, retired and now they just kind of run a training agency to teach other people how to solve mysteries. And then that's how you Ooh. get your, like, uh, you know, your safety spiels. It's like Daphne is teaching you. Um, what the rules of the park are or whatever or how to successfully solve mysteries and then they can also tie that in the safety stuff yeah depending on your branding i think i think that's that's super interesting being like the the training facility for teenage detectives um or you know uh harry potter the wizarding world of harry potter you go through like gringotts or uh uh the the hogwarts ride especially mm-hmm. and it's like come on, we're here. And then they kind of like duck out and you do something and then they like pop back in and they're like, over here now. Yeah, I definitely like that idea. Um, so maybe it's like the next generation of, of Mystery Incorporated or maybe not everyone who goes to this park will be a teenager. You know, it's like just a new a new crew, replacements of the originals. So, But just like going to Disney, everybody's a kid. Exactly, you know? yeah, that's true, that's true. You don't have to be like, oh, well, mm. uh, these are the, the senior level, senior citizen brigade of you know you don't have to like tailor it to specific people <laughs> people walk in and they're given badges it's like oop, over 50 <laughs> you're not you're gonna have to be a bad guy i think i'm sorry yeah uh grandparents over here mm-hmm. uh, grandchildren <laughs> over here they sort you by your age like oh there's a teenager from this family let's pull them teenager in this group let's pull them Everyone else can watch at home, uh, but we need teenagers only here. Um, One thing, okay, so I was thinking about this. Like, maybe you go to the park. 
I hadn't started with this, but I think it's a really cool place to start where you walk through the rogues gallery and kind of learn about the mm. history and reflect on all the different iterations of Scooby-Doo. And then mm. they're getting you ready. Like they start training you or whatever to go solve some mysteries. And then you get to like pick out some kind of like outfit. Like you get to play dress up a little bit, dress up like it's, you know, the late sixties or whatever. Um, this is straight up Westworld. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> and you could also have the, uh, the different outfits that the different, you know, teenage mystery solving groups had like a Bush Cassie and the Sundance kid, all those kinds of different groups, Jabberjaw, all those guys. Um, You could dress up like them or you could dress up like the original group or whatever. They just have funny like 70s clothes you can wear. Um, And then someone gets to dress up as the animal companion. So like someone gets to dress up like a mascot, they get to wear the Jabberjaw suit and like (laughs) (laughs) if you want to, you don't feel like being a human. Like you can be the animal sidekick if you want. Or... Is that – so you then get in this vehicle, right? Right, right. And so depending on what vehicle you get in, uh. is that your guide through the park, like how you make the decisions for where you want to go? Yeah. Do you have an animal in there? Right. Like, a, like I don't, I don't know if it's just like on a screen. Yeah, or on a screen. Yeah, you could do a few different things. Yeah. That's a good uh, idea. Depending on how crazy you wanted to get with it. Right. But yeah, then you're like, you know, we want to do this. And then you get, like, Scooby-Doo in there being like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's a cool idea. And maybe the, like, companion animals, because this is just, like, a training thing. Like, you just went through training. This is your first mystery. Mm. Maybe they're not with you yet. The animal companions are, like, the supervisors. So they, like, stay in touch via, like, video conferencing. So you can, like, video conference Scooby-Doo and be like, Scooby-Doo, what should we do in this situation? How can you help us? And then, uh, you know, behind the scenes, they've got just call operator people who are pushing the button to make Scooby-Doo say, oh, go look for that first room for more clues or, you know, like giving you hints mm. from there. It could be kind of a neat, a neat thing because having an animatronic Scooby-Doo would be very difficult because it needs to, like, jump into your arms and, like, it needs to be pretty, uh, I don't know, next-level technology or very expensive. And if you do, like, Yeah, a and hologram, it depends on what reality you want, true, right? that's a good point. Like, the, like, if you want the reality to be, like, this training center, mm-hmm. then you don't want it to be too... Hmm, like what am I thinking of? Like uh like small world, you know? Yeah, yeah I got you. You want it you want to be solving the mysteries, not just mm. learning how to solve mysteries. So maybe the training part is just when you first get in there and they go over like the safety spiel and you know, maybe the dress up thing is kind of a dumb idea, but you just get to pick out your own vehicle that you want to drive <laughs> around in, you know. They have like mystery I kinda like the dress up idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. They um I love the mystery machine itself personally, so mm. that's the vehicle I would want to take. And if this is kind of a franchising, the Mysteries Incorporated group, you can pick that vehicle. But they could also have, like, um, that dune buggy from Speed Buggy. I guess his name is Speed yep, Buggy. Speed Buggy. Yeah. Um, they could have... <laughs> I always liked that show for some reason. I didn't realize that it was different than Scooby-Doo when I was really young. I was like, oh, yeah, Shaggy. These are Shaggy's other friends. And Scooby-Doo is a car now, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But they they could have different vehicles from, you know, all of those different mystery-solving groups. And mm. and they could all just be a bunch of different colors of mystery machines as well. You know, depending on the budget mm-hmm. we've got for vehicles. But people like... Yeah, the 13 Ghosts one that's uh, red. Yeah, that one was pretty cool. With the TV looking. monitors. Yep. Yeah, that'd be neat. And so you get in the vehicle, you know, you can fit three people in the front seat. One person's the driver. Um, and then the people in the back. Sometimes, yeah, the mystery machine has, like, monitors back there in, like, a crime lab situation. So maybe mm. that's where you can talk to Scooby-Doo, like you've got him on the, the video screen. Or it doesn't have to be Scooby-Doo. It could be 
Professor Pericles is like the parrot genius <laughs> from Mysteries Incorporated. <laughs> Um, giving you guidance or whatever if you need help. Yeah, or Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> yeah. That. Oh, that's a great idea. Uh-huh. Just having the celebrities from that world and mm. the original Mysteries Incorporated could be helping you out. You know, maybe Shaggy is the trainer every Tuesday or whatever, and he's the one that you'll be talking to as you go through. Let's let's combine the vehicle mm-hmm. and section sectioning the park. Yeah. So that way you can go to like, you know, uh, like haunted mansion land yeah and you can go through these like walk through mm-hmm. areas yeah or maybe maybe each one is themed uh-huh. and you have like a walk through you have a, a, a motion ride you have like a roller coaster you have an eatery yep so like depending so like you have like the gator swamp you right go to the gator swamp and you can ride like you know a log flume obviously absolutely uh the walk through would be like a, a mansion mm-hmm with those and, like crocodile monsters from yeah yeah that sounds awesome yeah and then like the eatery would be like a New Orleans um, uh, g- gumbo right. or something that's like that that's a great idea and even um, as you were saying that I was picturing you're driving your vehicle around the the like highway and you see the exit sign and it just says you know uh, whatever the name we'll need to come up with like better names for this but like the swamp area and you can just take that exit if you're like I always love episodes that take place in the circus like just keep driving until you mm. see the circus exit take that exit you can eat in like you know the the big top uh restaurant and then you can go see maybe the circus and during the circus show like something really something scary crazy happens. happens yeah and then you have to go find the monster or whatever that's a cool idea Yeah, that's interesting because you are gonna have it to also transition. gives options yeah options exactly because n- now if you want to be active if mm-hmm. you want to do like mystery solving stuff it gives you that option. Mm-hmm. If you just want to ride rides, you can do that. Yeah. Or if you just want to like hang out, like, you know, you can go wherever. Yeah. That's a cool idea. And so maybe, um, depending on the experience that you are talking about, like maybe when you first get there, people are like, what kind of stuff do you want to do? Like if you're just, I'm, you know, a roller coaster person, I just want to ride roller coasters. They'll say, okay, this is an inside tip. There's a small, you know, uh, Ferris wheel icon on the street sign that points to the direction mm. of the roller coasters. So everyone doesn't know that necessarily. So if you just want to organically experience a Scooby-Doo episode where you have to like walk around for a while, find the mystery, find clues, and then eventually you'll get to the, like, the chase scene, which is the roller coaster part, you can organically find it. Or if you know the shortcuts, you know, you're like, I just want to trap stuff. I want to be like the Freddy-type inventor role. I just want to trap bad guys. They're like, okay. Look for this. Oh my icon. god, create your own trap center. Yeah, wouldn't that yeah. be amazing? I think they can just that's have a, that's a great one. They can just have like foam versions of, you know, those big like steel bar cages, cages and all yeah. the like Rube Goldberg machines. Ceiling. Yeah. Cause you could totally set that up. It'd be pretty cool. That would be an interesting uh even like an educational thing, like learning how to assemble traps would be a cool, you know, training course. So Yeah, in um in Universal Studios when I went when it you know, years ago mm-hmm. when um Nickelodeon was still filming there. Yeah. I went through uh, uh, the actual Nickelodeon studios and they had a game show that you could be on. And it was like Family Double Dare, right? Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, you got slimed and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so what if you could do like somewhere in between an interactive stunt show And, like, a Legoland-style, like, build-your-own-Lego thing. Wow, that's a really cool idea. You get idea. to create your own trap yeah. 
section. That's an awesome idea. That sounds really cool. And so maybe the way they do it is there is um, someone who's a professional. If you want it to be like next hmm. level, like rings of fire and like really exciting stuff, there's some, there's a professional out there. So you're not going to set the sun up itself, but he's going to act yep. it out for you. And you get to build a small scale. Like they're like, okay, um, we're going to pick five people from the audience. They get to pitch their idea of how we're going to catch this guy. And then the actual Freddy character will go out there and assemble the thing and try to do it, try to catch the bad mm. guy with that trap. And if that if the, the technique doesn't work, you know, it fails, which happens a lot on the show, then there's a backup one where where the uh, the monster gets trapped somehow on accident. You know, Scooby-Doo comes out and, like, drops a banana or whatever, and the monster slips on the banana and his, like, mask falls off or whatever. So there's always a fail-safe yeah. where, like, if the big spectacle stunt fails you still catch the bad guy anyway and you still get to encourage the kids to try new things and like experiment with these different trap ideas. That's a cool idea. Like, that's fun. The stunt show. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And That's super fun. So maybe your group would kind of split up into the different roles for the training part when you first get there. Like, mm. do you want to be um, the person who just kind of runs around? Like, you want to be the shaggy where you're just the bait? <laughs> or do you want to be the person mm. who designs traps? Or do you want to be like, I, I don't know, nobody wants to be Daphne's role, I don't think. She doesn't get to do anything that consistently exciting in every episode. She just kind of is a filler, floater person. Are you the babysitter? <laughs> yeah. She is kind of the mom of the group, I suppose. All right. Let's do five. Let's do five roller coasters. Let's do it. So we're going to have uh, five different lands? Yeah, I think that's a that's a cool. good that's a good starting point, at least. Sure. Yeah, and we can always expand, I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can always expand in our fictional... Oh, absolutely. Music, but... I mean, it is totally <laughs> fake, so... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> sky's the limit oh for sure uh i mean obviously yeah the the swamp gator yep. log flume mm -hmm. that's an easy one yep so that's a water ride um yep the circus i'm not sure what maybe uh hmm. Hmm. there's all kinds of stuff you could do with a circus but none of them are super roller coaster e unless it's legit like an, an old school like wooden, a wooden roller, roller coaster. coaster yeah i like that because it could be a circus but... slash amusement park or do you want to do separate yeah yeah. No, I, I'd probably group those two together for economy's yeah. sake. Mm -hmm. I agree. And then we could do a castle. Um, yes, yep. definitely. Castles uh, are good. And that one's... That! Oh my gosh, wait, no, Ooh. but the Ooh. whole thing yeah. is inside the castle, yeah, right? Yeah. So the ride goes through right. it, but there's also the eatery within it right. that the ride goes it's by. It's all in the one there's building. Like, I love that. Yeah. And when you first cool. enter the room, like maybe the entrance to this castle is a just kind of normal seeming like uh reception area and you have to find the one candelabra you can tilt over and then the you know the bookcase swings open and that's how you get to the roller coaster or that's how you get that's to sweet. the restaurant or whatever it can be kind of Yeah, cool. there's there's uh clues mm -hmm. to how you get around it. Yes. But it's not super obvious yeah. like you have to like move candles or push bricks yeah. or like uh. I love that. And then, I wonder Oh, go ahead. Well, I wonder how far you can get with that safety-wise. Like, could right. you do a trap door somehow? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, you could do it, it. You could do like a slide where like a floor panel goes down, yeah. and you you don't fall, but you see it go down, yeah. and then you get to get on That's the slide. That's true because in real life, that would be just as thrilling. Like, I know in the cartoon, they kind of have to make it right underneath where the people are standing, so it's like, oh my god, they <laughs> fell. But it would always be, conveniently, right it was always right under their feet. And it's not like it's huge. It's not like a 10 by 20 hole in the ground. It's like it's like two feet by two feet, and they were just standing all in a group right there. But it would be really, <laughs> really exciting, even if just a door cracks up. The escape rooms around here, um, there's always this mechanism of 
you get to a certain point of like solving these clues and then you open the last lock and it opens a door like across the room and that's like the most exciting thing ever like we get to go to a new room like i thought we have like 10 minutes left in this challenge and there's a second room all of a sudden and you like have to sprint in that room and try to find the next clue to finish the overall escape room if if any listeners haven't done an escape room try to find a good one like a well well reviewed one but they can be absolutely wonderful but i think that would be a really cool thing is Solving a clue and then a door opens. Yeah, that's also micro versus macro. Mm-hmm. On the macro level, you kind of have those those things, yeah. but there's no like teleology to them. So like in the castle mm-hmm. uh, area, castle section, you know, there are things to get here where you have to like move a candelabra or something. Yeah. But also within each area, there's an escape room style attraction. Cool. I like that a lot. So that's more of the mystery solving thing as opposed to uh, the roller coaster or the eatery or, you know, the motion ride or. Yeah. And, and I think that doing Scooby-Doo like motion rides and maybe those kind of walk around shooting gallery thing would be pretty cool too. Mm. But I don't know. They don't shoot very much stuff in the, the Scooby-Doo universe. But yeah, there's not a lot of violence. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's mostly running away. It's slapstick violence if it is violence and i don't think you're allowed to do that to Mm. theme park guests you're not allowed to just run into them full force and like make a funny sound effect it doesn't translate very well bongos (laughs) yeah bongos when everyone someone starts running oh that'd be really funny if there's there's like motion detectors in every room and if someone's running a certain rate they start playing the bongos oh Oh, that's great i mean that that might be the stick of the Hard mm-hmm. technology-wise is reactive environments. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really cool. Like the way that you play or the way that you get into it. I mean, obviously, a roller coaster is going to be a roller coaster. True. But <laughs> other things, you know, you could have it be like how you react to this mm-hmm. determines where you go. Yeah, yeah, and there could it be affects mul- the actual world. Right, there could be multiple routes uh, to get out of a certain room. So maybe we've got uh, park employees watching on surveillance cameras and they see like, okay, this family has, you know, some differently abled people. You know, there's someone in a wheelchair or there's, you know, grandpa's with him and he's like got a cane. So let's figure out a way for them to get out of this room in a more, you know, easy to walk down. Like they don't have to take a slide or they don't have to do anything that's too physically demanding. So then when they solve the clue, instead of making that bookcase slide open, the fireplace moves and then they can walk through the fireplace and that's a more you know, like handicap accessible routes. So there could be at least two routes out of every room. One of them is a little bit more physically challenging. And then the other one is, Mm. you know, easier to complete, but you still have to solve the same mystery. The same clue has to be found to trigger either exit. And they just pick the right one for you. Yeah, that could be kind of interesting. I'm also super fascinated by the idea of, I like the idea of like differently able people being able to go through it and having like an experience that's, exactly the same yeah but we we acquiesce so like maybe like bracelets mm-hmm. uh, that's what i was thinking too so you walk in uh-huh. and like you know it you have your bracelet and it says like okay we're not gonna there's not gonna be a lot of like flashing lights in this one. yes we're yeah that's a good more, idea uh, sensory sensitive. right and it's not like we don't have with the technology it doesn't have to be just the judgment call of that person who's supervising that room via security mm. camera it can automatically detect, you know, this person has a blue bracelet, so no flashing lights, or this person has, yeah. you know, a red bracelet, so no sudden moving and no slides or whatever. 
But then if yeah. it's, everyone has green bracelets, like, okay, we can do whatever we want to to these people. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I'm loving the idea of super cheesy mm-hmm. effects. Yeah, Olivia. So, like, it's, <laughs> so, you know, it's like the, like, really horrible projections yes. and stuff. Or just a ghost coming by on an obvious wire. You can hear the motor whirring <laughs> yes. to, like, move them across or... That ghost's sound effects were oh coming out of this speaker over here, not out of the ghost. So we know that ghost has to be fake. But then you can have really good sound effects if it's supposed to be like an actual. Because Scooby Doo has real monsters once in a while. Like, mm. so you could you could have really bad effects for when it's supposed to be fake, and you just have to figure out who the human is inside that costume. And then if you get to one, maybe where that's it, one of the yeah. areas. Yeah, like you mean having the real. Yeah, villains? like the more like crazy. Yeah, yeah that could be pretty neat. Y- you could just do well, no, because that's swamp, and we already did swamp. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Let's. What What have we talked about for the different worlds? We've got the swamp one, the the castle, swamp castle, amusement, uh, college, a college. Yeah, yeah. Because um, then you get like the museums. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the professor friend. Yep. That's a recurring kind of. Thing. There's always a professor. Uh, like every episode, almost has like some kind of professor character in it. They're visiting mm-hmm. a professor yeah. who's like either disappeared or like explains to them what's happening. Yeah, and a lot of times the mm-hmm. bad guy is a professor. Like, what mm-hmm. what happened in your life where you can't just be a professor anymore? You have to start stealing oil out of you know old boats. Like, why <laughs> they always have such weird schemes to make money? Like. Oh, there has to be a boat one. Yeah, boat like one. Like pirate? I love, yeah, the pirate one or like, wasn't, yeah. I think the Harlem Globetrotter one was on a boat, wasn't it? Or they took a boat to, it could be maybe a yeah, boat. Yeah, to an island or something. A boat with an island or a boat with like a seaside like cape kind of thing. Well, so you could do like uh, an oceanfront community mm-hmm. um, and then that gives you uh, a seafood eatery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would recommend uh, Skipper, what's his name? Yeah. Skipper Shelton. Yep. The noseless guy, I would do the clam shack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you can get a pirate ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get a sunken ship. Yep. The, uh, that, that, wait, what's the guy? Captain Cutter, I want to say. The, the like, uh, the scuba diver guy, that ghost that's, like, always underwater. That could be pretty Oh, spooky. uh. And he's stealing the ships yeah. in, like, the underwater, the, the, the cave grotto. Yeah, exactly, that episode. Yeah, that's a great one. I like the design of that bad guy. It's just a glowing, old-timey scuba guy, you know? Diver. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Diving bell-style yes, suit. absolutely. That was a really cool-looking character mm. for me. Okay, so this sounds pretty well-rounded, and it represents a vast majority of the places they go on Scooby-Doo. There, mm. Is there any major ones that we're missing? I'm sure we are, but... You can... Kind of futz almost mm-hmm. anything from these. Um, swamp, you have a mansion in the swamp. Yep. Yeah, it's all so versatile. So that can be either the s- escape room mm-hmm. or... And sometimes there are cave systems, but it seems like there's not, mm. like, cave-centric episodes. It's, there's a secret cave underneath this old mansion. There's a secret cave underneath the seafood restaurant. Like, everything has, like, a secret cave underneath it. So maybe there's an inner network of caves... Wait, that's super cool. <laughs> uh, to get to the escape room mm-hmm. in the seaside community, yeah. you have to find the entrance in the clam restaurant. Ooh, that's awesome. Right? Yeah, that's that sounds cool. Yeah, huh. I think maybe maybe there's just a ring underneath the whole park that is underground spooky cave themed, 
And uh, like they say with uh, Disney, mm-hmm. Disney has the un- the tunnels, yeah. and that's how the characters get from place to place and yeah. stuff. But this is functional for the guests, right? And it'd be really cool if only you know twenty five percent of guests ever discover the underground tunnel network. Like maybe that's kind of a pro level thing. Like you have to really be good <laughs> at solving the clues in order to get down there. So that's like your second or third visit. People will say, "Have you been to the underground caves?" It's like the secret menu at In-N-Out Burger. Sure. It's a secret menu of sorts. Absolutely. Which I really, I love that kind of stuff. Um, when there's like uh, Easter eggs and like things that you might have missed in your favorite movie. It's like, oh, did you know when this star pops up in this movie, hit enter on your remote and then you get to watch a different clip. It's like, what? How was I supposed to know that? Like, mm. it adds an extra level. Like, that was under my nose this whole time. How cool is that? I like that you get that it, there's a baseline of enjoyment right but if you want to invest yourself into the experience Mm -hmm. there's going to be a reward for that like like disney to a certain extent the only investment you can make that's unique to you Mm -hmm. subjectively is money true wow like you can buy stuff yeah and you can know the history like i listen to a lot of disney world podcasts and so Mm. next time i go there i'll have all these little tidbits and like annoying trivia things i can tell my friends about but that doesn't really add much to the experience i'm I'm fascinated just by the whole idea of theme parks and how much potential it has especially with newer technologies and more like thoughtful design i don't know even if they redesigned disney like starting from scratch right now it would be so much more interesting because that thing has evolved and progressed over a long time if they started from scratch today, they would incorporate so many more secret rooms and, like, hidden little things everywhere. It would be really fascinating. Yeah. Like, the Haunted Mansion, probably one of my favorite rides. Yes. Uh, it's, it was, what, opened in 1962? Something and like that. it's still, I mean, they've added to it, but it's still so relevant, the parts that haven't changed. Yeah. Like Paul Freeze's narration. Right. Or the the design of the buggy, the dancing ballroom. Mm-hmm. Those things aren't necessarily up to spec in a, in, a, in a world where we live with Apple Watches and VR. Yeah. That weird glass projection mm-hmm. of the Haunted Mansion yeah. holds up. Right. These, these kind of lo-fi uh, illusions are so fascinating and captivating still like people who have been going to those parks their entire lives and going to that same ride are still like, there's always something new to see and they're not adding anything new. It's like there were so many little Easter eggs and hidden things in there from the beginning that you're still Mm. every, every second you have to be in the, in that ride, you have to keep your eyes open and try to find the new little things. Like, yeah, there's all kinds of different, different little things to look for. And I love that. It's, I don't know theme parks in general are have, are already like kind of magical and whimsical where they really go above and beyond. Um, it's one thing for a movie to have like an Easter egg or like some mm. little, uh, secret thing in the background of one shot of a star Wars movie. It's like, Oh yeah, that's kind of cool. But if you're actually but in that there, walking always around, has to be passive, right? Yes. True. That's like true. it. You can only you're an active viewer, right? But you're a passive participant yeah, you can't in the experience. Move the camera angle or anything like you basically in a in a theme park. It's like you're making the movie yourself. You can mm. zoom in on whatever you want to. You can change the camera. It's about angle. you. Yeah, you're inside the role of the the main character. You get to you get to uh, indulge the ego of the guest. Sure, absolutely. Or id as yeah. the case may be right. i mean you know depending on how they want to experience it right hmm. wow cool next level 
So the let's let's go let's go uh, area by area. Sure. For, for for fun. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you walk in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go through the rogues gallery. Yep. You get your vehicle. Welcome. You're training to solve mysteries. Mm-hmm. You go to let's go to Swamp World mm-hmm. first. So you have whatever excuse that is to get to the Swamp World. Sure. Now there's. I'm going to be optimistic. Let's hear it. There's 75 groups simultaneously going to the Swamp World. Mm-hmm. What happens to those vehicles? Yeah, so this is what I think would happen is um, the vehicles, well, first of all, to let your guests drive a car inside the park, you have to like put in some like collision prevention technology. So I think it's basically mm-hmm. a self-driving vehicle. You just kind of yeah, yeah. you can override it whenever you like touch the steering wheel as long as you're not going to ram into another car or something. But you basically have oh, the the illusion of driving it unless someone's in your blind spot. Like they're not going to let you ram into a different car, but they can override your vehicle if they need to. Like if you're about to rear-end someone and you don't push on the brakes, they push on the brakes for you. So I think it's basically mm-hmm. a self-driving car with the illusion of you're actually driving it. So yeah. let's say uh, a, a glorified monorail. Yeah, sure. And mm-hmm. this is the way I think that they could set up um, your destination. So either as you're walking through the training center, maybe there's posters on a bulletin board and it says, um, you know, free event at the museum today. So that would be basically an invitation to get to the museum slash college, college world. Or um, you're walking out to pick out your vehicles and there's a bunch of flyers on the ground. And one of them says like uh, estate sale in the swamplands. <laughs> And so you pick Planted. that up, you know what I mean? So there's like little plants throughout, like to make you interested in going to the different things. But it's like, I love that. <laughs> I love the innocuous details yeah, that yeah. you get to be like, oh, check this out. Yeah. I want to go to this estate sale. That sounds pretty fun. Um, but, or you could just get in the car and like, maybe there's a GPS and you can say, it'll say like, where do you want to go today? And it like tells you about the different historical monuments you could go see in town, which hmm. maybe each one of those historical monuments is located next to one of these five different worlds like the castle Mm. site isn't just a castle you know maybe there's um a really good root beer shack down the road from it so you can say like oh you click on your gps and say i want to get um something to eat and it's like how about root beer it's next to this castle and you click on that and then you can go to the root beer place and then that can trigger the castle Mm. interaction anyway yeah that's great there's other ways of getting people to go to the place other than let's go to the swamps or maybe when you get in your mystery machine um there's like a pamphlet for like a Chinese restaurant in between the seat cushions. You pull it out. You're like, Oh, Chinese sounds good. And the Chinese restaurant is next to, you know, whatever specific location. And you break down there. Yeah, exactly. And then that's the thing. It's like Uh. once you're within a certain distance of the site that you're going to be visiting, the autopilot kind of kicks in. It says, Oh, your, your vehicle's breaking down, um, pull off at this exit. So you pull off at the exit and then it automatically drives you down like this old country road and turns you into Maybe there's, like, a parking garage, but it's disguised to look like a forest with a bunch of little alcoves. So maybe okay, maybe yeah. there's a bunch of mystery machines already there because, you know, there's 75 people in the swamps already. But there's 100 right. different parking spots hidden in this forest where you can't see any of the other ones. Mm. I don't know. It, w- it would. So, yeah, I mean, you need a lot of infrastructure, but that's yes, – You definitely we do. Can do that. And it might be impossible. But I do like that idea of, like, the alcove. Like, there's a, like there's a, a pod mm-hmm. where each – mystery machine can break down yeah. and you go through like the the narrative explanation you broke down here oh there's like you know uh steam coming yep. out from under the hood and stuff mm-hmm. and then you get to like walk through you know the two trees at the end yeah. and then that 
brings you into yeah, the world. That could work. Or maybe um, if you're just trying to go to an event, you know, there's like a uh, a gala, a gala going on at this mansion. You pull into the mansion and there's valet parking. So they take your vehicle mm-hmm. and then you they bring it back to you at some point. Or Perfect. Um, your car is breaking down. Hey, look, there's a mechanic right there. So you just pull into the mechanic bay, get out, go do your thing, and then they park your car somewhere. So we could, yeah. depending on how immersive we really need this to be, we could just deal with that for them. But then again, I don't think it would well, be a deal breaker to have a parking lot full of mystery machines. <laughs> yeah, I like the I like at least addressing yeah. the conceit that like we're giving you this narrative element. Mm-hmm. But once you get out, you're also walking around a world where there's just a bunch of other people. True, and so everyone's trying to solve I don't mysteries. Think it's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think it's that. I think it's nice to address it mm-hmm. and be like, hey, we're – we're 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 giving you this, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we're still we're still an amusement park. True, and um, just as far as like handling the flow, you know, if everyone enters this uh, castle corridor at the same time, and there's maybe twenty or thirty people in there, maybe mm. there's five different exits off of that room where you can go to other adjacent rooms, and maybe half of those don't have any actual clues, like it's a dead end basically, but it's kind of a time suck. Like it gets you in that room for a while enough to clear the room out. And then it's like, okay, let's move the people from chamber three back into the main room and they can find the next path forward. So there are a lot of logistics to it, but I think there's kind of uh, different routes. Like you can kind of loop people back around to the main, the main course. Yeah, this is very, this is uh, basically a corporate version of city museum. Oh yes. In, uh, in St. Louis. Louis. Oh my God. Yeah. If any listener has not been there, it's worth going to St. Louis just for the city museum. I had a field day. I would say that's the only reason to go to (laughs) Dallas. Seriously, it's incredible. So I don't, I don't even know. It's not really a museum. I wouldn't describe it as a museum, although that is the name, and there are museum-y things going on. (laughs) Um, But it's how would you describe it? It's a playground for adults. It's a playground for adults, um, but good for kids too. A lot of stuff is made out of (laughs) cement and has very interesting artwork, like tile laid into it. and but it's also interactive. I mean, yeah. if you see a hole in the wall, you can, you can climb just in it. Go through it. Yeah, it's crazy. And that place seems kind of sketchy in some ways because I found this really tiny hole in the wall and I was like, I can fit through this. I'm going to go in. And I did. And I was like, man, if I weighed like 20 pounds more, I think I would have got stuck in here because it was so <laughs> tight. And I got through this tiny little hole. There's a bunch of little kids in there because that's everyone who, who like thought they were small enough to fit in there it was me and a bunch of kids. And then there's this really steep slide. And I'm like, if I was a little kid, and I was scared of this slide. I would want to go back, but you can't because there's 10 people wedged in this tiny hole. So there's all kinds of sketchy things going on in there. I mean, it's really fun. And it just it doesn't feel like it belongs in, like, America in 2016 where people, like, sue over everything. It's like, oh yeah, I feel like people would it sue that like place all the time. like an ocean nightmare. Yeah, exactly. But it is so fun to be in there. It's like, it's like a, a, the best fun house ever because there's, like, a cave system built into it where it feels like you're actually in an underground cave. There's, like, six-story, like, spiraling slides. There's all kinds of crazy stuff in there. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that that ethos, I mean, this would kind of be a more Disneyfied version of that because it's more it's, – it's less um, uh, random and mm-hmm. it's more – I mean, it's all, you know, to a certain extent, Scooby-Doo-ified. Yeah. True. But I but like having it'll that, have that sense of wonder yeah, of and like exploration. Player agency or uh, you know guest agency, they get to pick what they want to mm-hmm. do, and so maybe there's yeah. a little bit of of being guided one way versus another, but everyone gets to make their own choices. You know. Yeah, I I think that idea of agency mm-hmm. 
would be exemplified if, you know, if you want to, you know, that idea of city museum, there's a hole in the wall. You can crawl through it if you want to, but you don't have to, there's nothing forcing you to do that to get to the next Mm -hmm. thing. It's just, if you want to explore that, that's possible. I think somewhere that employs that you can, you know, if, if you want to move that candelabra, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a cool room. You can look around the room, but that also isn't necessary to the experience. It's just something fun. If you want to do that. And then there's the more traditional roller coaster, and then there's the escape room, and there's, you know, any level. So, I mean, there's a continuum of guest experience. Cool. That sounds amazing. I really like that. Mm. And once you've been through, let's say you go through the castle, and you've kind of realized, hey, there's always this little symbol when you're getting close to the roller coaster. Or there's always this little symbol that means there's an escape room coming up. So then when you go... Is that the bracelet? Does the bracelet do something? Ooh, it could. It could maybe change the icon on the, you know, it's got like a crappy little LCD screen or something. And it just flashes like, you know, skull and crossbones. That means escape room. Or it has, you know, whatever kind of symbol for a roller coaster. Um, So then that allows you Mm -hmm. to make the aesthetic of the park much more immersive. That's a good point. But you have the traditional, like, so therefore you don't have a sign thing that says like bathroom. Right. (laughs) True. That's a great idea. And then if you don't want to ruin the experience or spoilers, you just turn your bracelet around. You can't see the screen anymore. You're mm. you're fully immersed. Yeah. yeah. It gives you the options. Yes. Absolutely. Dude, this place sounds amazing. <laughs> this is a really cool... I, it was a really good franchise. I mean, I love Scooby-Doo. I love classic animation in general, but particularly Scooby-Doo. And I think it, it applies to theme parks really, really well. It, it Well, it offers so many options. Yes. Yes, very true. I mean, you know, it's insane. In the franchise, like, the the main, like, story is regular people interacting with mysteries. Like, that, mm-hmm. it's just so so perfect of a formula to throw real people into and, like, let them explore, let them do what the Mystery Incorporated group does. Well, that's why Carl Sagan uh, loved Scooby-Doo. I mean, he said that he wanted an adult version of Scooby-Doo because it promoted just actual uh investigation yeah. i mean the actual spirit of the scientific scientific <laughs> scientific there it is method <laughs> yeah yeah that's a great idea and it, it might help kids like face their fears as well if like you know a ghost flies by if in 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 any amusement park wow that was hard to say in any amusement park some scary thing happens you can, that kid is like oh and maybe the dad or mom is like oh you know i could see the wires like that's definitely fake like they can kind of dispel like that's not a real ghost this is how i know but maybe that's Mm. that's part of the experience is teaching the kid like this is how you know that wasn't real and then let's figure out who that actually was or let's figure out why they're trying to scare us with these fake ghosts so it's kind of yeah it is that kind of scientific method or um it like uh proving that paranormal stuff is just normal stuff decorated up all fancy so maybe it's it's dispelling the yeah working on overcoming fears and overcoming yeah, which, I mean, that's a good lesson for Scooby and Shaggy as well, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Being scared rarely helps you out. You know, maybe that's your defining characteristic, but it doesn't necessarily make your life easier or more enjoyable or anything. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a there's a little kid ride mm-hmm. at some point where there's, like, a swiper no swiping moment. Yeah. You know? Where it's, like, Scooby and Shaggy being like, we're terrified, and you gotta be like, you know... Don't be scared. Yeah. Yeah. You overcome the fear of the of them. Right, right. It's <laughs> it's all about agency still. Like 
this has evolved way beyond just a theme park. Like, I feel like this is like an, uh, an educational experience, an educational yeah institution, and yeah, mm. it could be expanded to so many different things as well. And wow, this is really cool. <laughs> this is captivating. Sagan Land. Yeah, Sagan Land. Like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds really cool. Because I mean, any kind of like children's museum could incorporate this kind of stuff. It doesn't have to necessarily be Scooby Doo licensed either. It's just mm. there's spooky stuff going on. Is it really? monsters or can you prove that it's not is there anything else you want to talk about about specific you know lands specific things you want to ensure get put in there what, what would the what would the roller coaster be in college land oh that's a good question um it, i guess it depends on who the bad guy is who the monster is there um hmm because hmm. if you want it to be kind of lovecraftian um what's what's the doctor there's a professor's name in mysteries incorporated who's like the lovecraft analogy what's his name it's like oh i hate craft, hate craft. yeah so maybe it, the story <laughs> oh god the story uh, impl- like uses him as a plot device and there's some kind of portal that opens up and so you go into the portal and then there's it's just maybe like a dark room roller coaster which is totally black in there and it's it mm. makes you feel like you're going through this portal and uh I don't know. And then you come out and it's like... And you get like weird invocations and like monster screams. Yeah. You go like into a monster's mouth. That'd be awesome. So it could be even like yeah. a, a... Some roller coasters these days incorporate VR. So you put the VR goggles on, get on the roller coaster, and then they can just totally make everything insane going on around you. And it kind of feels like yeah. you're going into this monster's mouth or whatever because that's what you see. And you can turn your head and whichever way you look, that's what you're seeing. Like you're being your own cameraman again from earlier like that could be pretty cool um i'm not sure where else a roller coaster would fit into a real university they're typically not yeah. designed with trap doors and slides and all that stuff built in hmm. i like i like i like the idea of the the hb uh hatecraft you know that sort of dark world where like stuff flashes every now and then and you get the fun of like moving around and flipping upside down i think that's the way to incorporate it story-wise especially um the scooby-doo universe university because museums Mm. rarely have you know things like that either or maybe it is like you go to a museum and there's a bunch of ancient egyptian artifacts and you can go into like uh the sarcophagus maybe the sarcophagus has a false back and you can open it and go into this portal into some egyptian like uh pyramid just have like an egyptian themed roller coaster in there that's a good i don't know yeah just anywhere you can incorporate some kind of magic or something Although that, yeah, and there's no reason both couldn't exist. True, that might go against our our guiding principle of teaching people that magic's not real. You know? Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> there are those ones where you know the supernatural exists. So I mean, true. it doesn't have to be. It's not always. It doesn't bad. have to be a a, a, a built-in foundation, right? But it can be. You know, it can a be a lesson learned there. Because the other side of that is is that uh, wonderment is real, mm-hmm. and you know debunking things is not the end all be all right. sometimes you need a sense of like childlike wonder True. you need to believe and in stuff you want to suspend your disbelief once in a while like disneyland is not mm-hmm. nearly as fun if you're like oh this is just a dumb roller coaster like let your imagination go yeah, a little or bit you know any of those you know dink wads who walks up to the characters and is like you know treats them like a person yeah, instead a of goofy in yeah that's true right you got yeah there's a balance there i think of still being able to critically think about clues solving these Mm. mysteries but also letting yourself be immersed in this world like yes that's your mystery machine waiting outside like you're gonna make a trap to trap this guy later on 
And the lines, I mean, obviously you're going to have to uh, uh, destroy the reality with mm-hmm. lines if you have, you know, any kind of popularity whatsoever. Right. But, you know, similar to a Disney, you know, the yeah. the basement in Tower of Terror or the, you know, the mansion in the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. You could definitely do a kind of like Haunted House type of uh, the line instead of just like just a turnstile. It's like, well, mm. we're actually walking it's through themed. this haunted... Yeah, it could be... There could be stuff to look at all over the place. Or if you're in the museum, like, maybe put an actual couple museum exhibits in there, and the line just slowly... Yeah, like a Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, the line just slowly pushes mm. through that. Which, going to a museum mm-hmm. is basically just waiting in a long line to get through all of the exhibits and then leave. So, at the end, there's a roller coaster. Like, hey, it's an added bonus. You still got to walk through the whole museum at a leisurely pace because you kind of had to because you're in line Mm. but you still got to experience all the exhibits and you know talk to your family and whatnot and also in the reality like the story of the park everyone else just went through training to be a detective as well so it makes sense if everyone else is trying to find clues around you as well like that's just the way things Mm -hmm. are going to be working right here What should we call this park? The the scope of it, I feel like, has expanded so much. It's not just about a talking dog, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I would call it... I, w- I would, like, incorporate Scooby-Doo in there somehow. Like, the name Scooby-Doo. Like, don't just call it, like, Mystery Ink Land yeah, or something. true. Or the Mystery Ink Training Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I don't think Crystal Scoo- Cove is a household name by any means. So, I don't right. think that Crystal Cove needs to be in the name. Uh, the mystery... Something, it could be World Town, um, Haunted... Oh, yeah, Mystery Town. Scooby-Doo's Mystery Town. Ah, that'll do. That'll do. Ooh, Mystery Town sounds awesome. Official branding-wise, your Scooby-Doo's Mystery Town. So, in your opinion, what else do we need to add? I'm kind of hungry, so let's talk about food. <laughs> sure. So we have, uh... So, Gumbo and Swampland. Yep. Um, or, like, you know, New Orleans Southern-style right. food. The castle seems weird, because these are all in the same town. So, it's not like it needs yeah. to be different, like, countries, genres of food. It's like, what kind of restaurants mm. would they have in this town if this town has five restaurants? You, this The castle could be the opportunity to have, uh, I'm a season pass holder. Yep. And it's my wedding anniversary, so I'm going to go to the nice restaurant Mm -hmm. at the Scooby-Doo Castle. It's a cool idea to have in the castle, treat it almost like a Disney castle, um, where there's like a high-end, sit-down, formal place where you have to like get a reservation and everything. Just a nice Mm. dining experience could be inside the castle. And it could be really pretty. Like, it's this castle doesn't have to look as dingy as the Scooby-Doo ones, where it's just, (laughs) let's quickly paint this background of a castle so all the walls are just solid, flat gray. Everything's made out of just big stones. Like it could, there could be some stained glass work. There could be some nice, you know, tapestries or whatnot in there, and maybe some. And you could have a floor show. Ooh, yeah, yeah, cool idea. Mm-hmm. That could be awesome. Yeah. So I mean, it gives a lot of opportunities for different things yeah. depending on how you want to use the space. Right. And if you want to uh, just eat crappy amusement park food, like go to the amusement park in the circus. Like there's, you know, yeah. circus peanuts and like popcorn, turkey, turkey legs. legs. Yeah, all that crap. Cool. Uh, cotton candy. Mm. Classic. 
Yeah. Um, what is there I a- think that I think that opens up quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're also going to have a a themed gift shop mm-hmm. in each area. Yeah, that's a fun idea. But I feel like the opportunity to not have like generic gifts. Yes, nothing needs to be generic here at all because it is the mm. whole town, and this town is aware that they have these five really fascinating sites. So that's going to be mm. all over the branding for their town. It's going to have like the haunted castle or whatever on the the t-shirts aren't just going to say i survived mystery town it's going to be like a little <laughs> bit more thrilling than that i hope and i think, yeah like uh going back to the wizarding world you mm-hmm. know you actually get to go down nocturne alley yeah yeah that's so cool mm. and i think that the gift shop should be very much grounded in that reality like if you mm-hmm. lived in this town where all this crazy stuff had happened and there were all these just people who thought it was a good idea to dress up like a monster and like try to get do this like get rich quick scheme and now we have a museum like referencing all of these crazy schemes that people have done um Mm. we've got a pretty bizarre history in this town we should really celebrate that and um yeah just make their the products they sell there should be grounded in that reality yeah Yeah. i think there's also an opportunity in one of the escape rooms so the the escape rooms can have different levels, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, like, and I think there's an opportunity in the easiest one mm-hmm. to be, you know, somewhat guided by the gang. Like, they, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're sort of. Uh, but there's also a laugh track. <laughs> oh, that's great. I think Scooby-Doo was, I think, the first cartoon to incorporate a laugh track as, like, because it was on sitcoms before mm-hmm. that. But it does have a laugh track and that definitely adds something to the, uh, you know, the like audio design of that show is like, okay, where's the cheesy laugh going to come in? That's really, and that was, uh, that was a gag that they did at the end of mystery incorporated spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, it ends with, uh, the universe resetting and setting up Scooby-Doo. Where are you? And the way you find that out is that it ends with Shaggy saying some kind of joke and a laugh track comes on. That's so cool. I love that show. So if you have these structured moments Mm -hmm. within the escape room where you can have like a laugh track that's great (laughs) i love that that sounds really fun and maybe there are a certain rooms in every you know maybe you've got uh six different actors playing shaggy at any given time one of them stays at the Mm. front part like the entrance one's at each of the different sites so um they can be your guide in that certain area so there's the full, mm. you can interact with them if you find them, but you don't necessarily have to find them. And maybe they don't have to be at all of them. They kind of rove around, but it would be Very kind of Very cool. video game logic. Yeah, yeah, sure. Find the shaggy <laughs> if you need to. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're yeah, there yeah, yeah. to guide you and help you out. Um, and that'd be mm. a really fun job, by the way, to just be, I'm, I'm shaggy at the, the haunted mansion today or the haunted castle. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, you can help them find the clue. Like if it's a little kid, you get to kind of interact with him. Um, and then if they're just a grown-up, you can kind of, like, goof around with them or whatever. It'd be, it'd be a really fun, fun role to have. Um, mm. Wow, I kind of forget where I was going with this. But just having those people around um, to guide you would be, would be really awesome. Yeah. Mm. It'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, let's see. Cool. I wonder oh. if it's structured into the training, training center idea. Uh-huh. So, like, that kind of gives you license to have, like, multiple Freds or multiple Shaggies. Right. Yeah. You know? And, mm-hmm. like, each each escape room could have Shaggy, Daphne, Velma. You know? So, yeah. like, this is, like, the Shaggy one. This is the Fred one. Oh, cool. 
That's a fun idea. Mm. Like when the when they say, "Oh man, okay." When they say like, "Let's split up, gang." You know, maybe you mm-hmm. pick you see which route you would want to take in that situation. Like you split you mm. and your family split up into like two or three groups. They're like, "Okay, someone has to go this way, someone has to go this way. We can split up however we want to." That could be mm. pretty cool cuz even within your own group, you have different experiences of like, you know, you know, the mom and the brother had a certain experience of going through that one section versus the rest of the yeah. family. That'd be kind of cool because it kind of brings you to just one member of your party instead of everyone being together all the time. You split up. Also, what do you want to do that time? I mean, you're you're going by yourself. This is your third time there. Don't you want to take this one instead of that one? That's a great idea. And you and uh, yeah, there's so much. There's still magic to it on a repeat visit because there's it's like we only took this one route and then that route had two routes and we took one of those. So this time we can either take the same route we took and then choose the second option. Or we can take the second route all together. Mm. Wow, there's a lot going on here. I remembered what I was going to say earlier, too, about having oh, nice. the main stars of the show available in each, you know, each uh, site. Is they, mm-hmm. could, they could just have laugh tracks on them, like maybe built into their costume somewhere. They touch a certain part of their pants, and it triggers the laugh track. So whenever you interact with one of those characters, you know that like a laugh track might be coming up. Like if they make a they joke or you make a joke, one-liners. yeah, they can just hit the button and make the laugh track come. It'd be really yeah. pretty funny. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's a great idea. Cause then it offers uh, a tailored guest experience mm-hmm. with like, you know, a talented, uh, uh, performer, mm-hmm. Uh, but it also gives like the magic of the world because this like laugh is coming right. out and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you get to, it's not yeah, reality, that's, but that's fun. it's, it's like reality. Cause they're just regular people aside from Scooby-Doo who's, you know, magical talking dog, but everyone else is just a teenager. So the people playing them are just like, I'm Daphne, you know, so I'm just this girl with this certain kind of personality, but I can pretty much say anything I want to. It's not like I'm Mickey Mouse or some like very specifically branded person. I'm a human being. Yeah. I can pretty much talk about whatever. But I also have this laugh track that I can trigger at any time if need be. Or the bongos. Like, if I really need to get out of there, like, hey, my break's coming up. Like, <laughs> sorry, guys. Push the button. Like, I got to run. And you, like, start spinning oh, that's, your legs. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfectly <laughs> structured. Okay. Yeah, they have the, the like, you know, whatever it would be. Like, four, four things mm-hmm. that could happen within their ability to improvise and have fun in addition. Yeah. yeah. For sure. That's super cool. Absolutely. Cool. I think this park is is just probably my favorite one I've done so far. I love it. There's there's so many interesting <laughs> I want to go here so bad. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. This doing this podcast has really uh made me very optimistic about upcoming amusement parks because I think there is mm. so much that can be done from a modern perspective. Like we're standing on the shoulders of giants already with Disneyland, Disney World, Universal Studios, like all these awesome theme parks. Um mm. So it's really easy to really innovate from here. Like now that people have laid the the groundwork of how amusement parks work, we've already grown up experiencing these awesome experiences, these amazing like uh and amazing and innovative things where where it's guest interaction with characters and roller coasters and um interactive parts. We can really build on that a lot and really go crazy from here. I really love that. Well, and and due to the size of and the infrastructure that you need, it's a very slow moving process. Mm-hmm. You know, so like we've basically 
like from what nineteen fifty two, nineteen fifty, is that like when that. Disneyland opened? Yeah. So from then up until basically two thousand was the beginning. That was the birth right. of amusement parks. Yep. Especially like once you start thinking of like Six Flags and like mm-hmm. the non themed right. ones that kind of like moved around and figured out the game. Mm-hmm. And now we're in the next basically, you know, the second generation. Sure. And it's it's a fairly like new process. Like we just now get to be punk rock about it <laughs> and and innovate. Yeah, that's and a you good know point. stuff like uh, Universal's uh, Nintendo Land right. that's coming out, yep. or uh, Disney uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Pandora. This is where it gets to get like really crazy yeah. and next level. Rev- yeah, and be the revolution yeah. against the parent right. which would be you know Disney, small yeah. world right. or that's true yeah you get to do iteration upon what happened before yeah that's a really cool idea i love that yeah yeah i mean fundamentally that's what harry potter's wizarding world mm-hmm. is right that is that's a... universal saying like all right disney we're gonna take w- w- we have this amusement park which is not structured it's not mm-hmm. branded the right. same way that disney world is but we're going to outdo you yes branding with the theming just being to a t what it would actually be like to be in that world and they had the benefit of Mm. making the films first because it's hard to go straight (laughs) from a book to a theme park but you go to a a visual cue you've got the art design already you know what it's supposed to look like so then you can tell Mm. holy crap i'm actually here so now any platform nine and three quarters (laughs) or hogsmeade or right you know uh, the the leaky cauldron yeah Having all and having the Wizarding World of Harry Potter come out was another huge innovation. But now every theme park from here can use that as a starting point and just go up yeah. from there. Or and get punk. Yeah, make it punk from there. Exactly. Mm. Man, it's great talking to you, man. That was <laughs> that was a a fun discussion. <laughs> that was a really good use of time. Well, well thank you. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I had a blast. Me I too. mean, this is this is just such a fun thing because you you just get to be a kid right. you know like you get to completely let go and just have fun in your imagination we didn't create scooby-doo we didn't invent a bunch of huge innovations in theme parks but being able to take those ingredients and like start cooking from there it's like this is really cool mm. this is fun stuff that we're using as inputs so that the finished product's probably going to be really good you know you're cooking like you said material. standing on the shoulder of giants I think that just keeping a focus on the group itself, just like the show is about, you know, Scooby, Shaggy, Velma, Fred, and Daphne, um, having your experience about your family and like what each of them did Mm. at this certain point. Like, oh man, when my dad found that one book that he pulled and it opened the staircase, that was so cool. Like it makes you an agent of change and also the rest of your group, the rest of your family, like become celebrated because of those like dumb things that anyone could have done. It just happened to be one mm-hmm. of your family members that did that thing. Like it, it makes you more appreciative, I think of your group and like the, the things that they're capable of. Like, Oh, remember everybody when, gets to contribute. Yeah, I remember when my brother solved that riddle that none of us could get, that was really cool. And the memories are going to be more personalized. I think it's not just about, 
oh, remember when Scooby-Doo did that funny thing? It's like, remember when my mom did that funny thing? Like, mm. I think it, it, it opens up a lot more family interaction and um, being yourself instead of like, oh, I was yeah. pretending to be a pirate or something. It's like, no, you were just being yourself solving a mystery. So I, think- I also think that in the age of uh, social media, mm-hmm. there are creative ways to incorporate it. N- like, not like not being gauche, mm-hmm. not, you know, press this button if you want this picture of you and your family to go to your Facebook. Yeah. Like, but interesting ways of incorporating social media, like achievements or, you know, like there, there, there are cool ways to personalize it and create memories and right. yeah, I agree completely. And having some kind of, um, uh, like a progress thing that shows you exactly what you did in each, each site that you visited, mm. kind of like a checklist. Well, of, especially if there's the, the bracelet, thing. right? The bracelet thing. So they're tracking your, your movement and they can tell you took option a in the first path and then option two from mm. there. So here's your route that you took through this one. So next time take a different route. You know what I mean? Like there's kind of a tracking system. Yeah. So you can kind of show similar to the magic band at Disney yeah, world. Yeah. You have, uh, achievements you can unlock if you're a season pass holder. Uh, not necessary, but you can. Yeah. The way they could frame that was like, when you're done, you know, you, maybe you get an email or whatever that says, um, I went to the haunted castle and I found the, the dungeon and it, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. like I solved the riddle of the dungeon and I found, um, whatever kind of monster or whatever. Like, it kind of gives you, a, like, an episode synopsis of what you actually accomplished while you are there. Because there are so many possible outcomes. Yeah. Like, maybe you don't even find that one monster that that family found. Your family finds this different monster because you're up on the third floor and they were in the basement. Or, you know, you go different routes and mm. so you experience different things. And so um, another cool thing with the, the social media could be having hidden cameras places that just, like, take your picture. Kind of like they do at, like, haunted houses where there's a really scary part with a bunch of flashing lights and they take your picture when you're like really terrified. You could do stuff like right. that. Like, um, the moment that you pull the candelabra and this like really big stone wall starts moving, it takes a camera, like a picture of everyone looking at that stone wall opening, like, <gasps> like anything that will, dr- uh, attract everybody's focus. Yeah. Whenever, yeah, there's like a loud yeah. noise over there and everyone like, <gasps> and it takes a picture of your whole group and it's like, wow it looks like a, a shot from a Scooby-Doo series. You know, like someone is pulling on that candelabra mm. right now. Yeah. That can be pretty fun. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> cool, dude. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm pretty pumped about this. This is probably the most fun thing to do ever. Yeah, it's a really fun, even just like sitting around the dinner table or like at a bar, like, okay, um, we're, well, yeah, what if we want to design a theme park around, you know, any, any topic, any kind of inspiration. Well, and then being able to, like, spitball roller coasters, too. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want to get as specific as, like, mm-hmm. riding through the roller coaster and just describing right. it to your friends. You could do this that's... as, like, a 10-hour special. Like, just design yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of cool to do, like, a, a live stream 10-hour design-a-thon of, like, oh my granular gosh, level. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you could get, like, a really good artist uh-huh. who can, like, uh, like draw oh things as you're saying them. That's an amazing idea. I really want to get mm. fan art going, but I just don't know how to start that. Because <laughs> this is the thing I wanted to do is, like, I want to make, like, T-shirts because I have, like, a background in screen printing as well. I was like, I want to make T-shirts oh, nice. of each of these theme parks because I would be just, I mean, I just want to have them personally. But I think it would be cool to, like, sell to, like, support the show or whatever. But I don't really want to design everything myself. And so I was like, maybe I'll get some fan art and then, like, I'll give them part of the profits from it or from t-shirt sales, but 
Mm. It's a hard thing to get triggered. But I think that having a live artist is an awesome idea. That's really cool. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if we do, mm. like, this much design initially to get the artist somewhere mm. to start. So they're like, okay, we know we're going to have this and this detail. They can start on something while you're spitballing the next thing to start building. Yeah. Cool idea. Here's the here's the entrance. Right, right. You know, this is what the entrance like will that. look like, and then we'll go from there. That's a yeah. really cool idea. Thanks, dude. Well, hey, Nick, uh, um, you've got a captive audience here. What is sure. there anything they can do to check you out online other than looking up what's with you question mark Scooby Doo exclamation point? Yeah, you can find uh, you can find that on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, as well as what's with you Scooby Doo dot com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at www.scooby-doo. Uh, also Instagram now, just because wow. why not? Yeah, I didn't know that. Cool. I'll uh, check it out. And <laughs> we just started. Okay, it's a new thing. Uh, Facebook, uh, what's it, Scooby-Doo? <laughs> you can go to nickrobes.com if I ever get motivated to update my uh, upcoming dates. And don't forget to check us out on social media, Instagram and Twitter as Amusement Sparks. Um, and also on YouTube, the channel is called Kuyomi, C-U-Y-O-M-I. Thank you for listening and thank you to all my guests who have been on the show over the years. You all are awesome.